0: Good morning, and welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of
1: course, I'm joined by my
0: co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Good morning,
1: Todd. Great to be back on our normal day, yeah. which is Saturday. Um, yeah. Which is when we. It's been a few weeks since we've been done <laughs> a show on our normal day.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's my uh, my moving around all the time. So it's of course a little bit of yours, but mostly mine. So
1: oh yeah yeah well we've been both both uh on the road, which I'm in back on the road next week too i'm I'm heading out to minneapolis um, well don't get shot,
0: so uh
1: <laughs> I know that's what I keep hearing you yeah. yeah i'll I'll be ready to duck at any moment yeah and go. don't call the police so yeah, i'm the I'm a big tall target so <laughs> yeah so, it's i mean for me uh, really this past week has really been all about trying to prepare for podcast movement, um, last minute stuff, trying to pull materials together, all sorts of stuff going on, trying to get ready for that big event. That's coming up here at the end of August.
0: It's going to sneak up on us, isn't it? I know that, uh, we've been working on materials and flyers and, you know, just making sure everything's up to date, all the standard stuff. So Yeah. yeah, the stuff that you always have to prepare, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's like, Oh yeah, we got to do that. And I'm in the middle of hiring a marketing firm right now too. So I'm, I'm really busy. Um, we should have them on contract next week and then the fun begins. So we're, uh, I guess we're growing up in the world. We're hiring a full on marketing group.
1: Yeah. I'm, that was the title of the episode I did, uh, this past week on the speaker live show was uh, is podcasting growing up. That was my my whole topic. So,
0: well, we've gotten to a point where it's a um. Well, we just you know we need an outside look. You know, we mm-hmm. need someone to come in and, and take a you know run through the stack and you know see what we're doing, what we're missing, what we can scrap, or you know I don't think we're gonna scrap anything. They'll be hard <laughs> pressed or make or make me <clears throat> scrap something, but. Anyway, we're that's going on, but I have been experimenting with uh, some Facebook advertising, which has been interesting. That's been pretty successful, actually. So uh, more so than anything I've done
1: in recent memory. Well, there's a lot of people on Facebook these days, so you're, yeah, you're you're reaching a lot of people doing it over there.
0: But you know what we what we found is July used to be the month we used to be able to take a. Uh, a breather you know that was the month that was kind of like the slow month there was um <laughs>
2: um
0: there was a lot of um just you know just a lot of stuff going on in the space and i mean not a lot going on in the space but now it's like we've been you know you know foot against the firewall it's uh you know the space is not slowing down for the summer now the news cycle slowed down a little bit but, uh, you know, as we, as you were talking about hiring and all that kind of stuff, it's just, uh, job announcements left and right. But sadly, most of them are like New York or, you know, not mid America.
1: hmm. Like, well, I would say that generally that's, that's not where the hot areas in podcasting are is in mid America. Anyway, they're on the coast.
0: Well, for where you know, we're mid America. Yeah, I know that you're out on the coast, but, uh. Libson's mm-hmm. mid-mid America. Uh, well,
1: kind of, yeah, you're right.
0: You know, well it's, you know, it's it's not on the, you know, they're not in the East Coast bubble. They're close to it, but
1: yeah, that's that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, but uh, you know, and the podcasters though, the majority of the podcasters are. So that's, that's mm-hmm. But uh, you know, all the big companies I had a and a company called me on um tuesday you know I, I talk about this from time to time we go through these gyrations where you know big uh big 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 uh multi-billion dollar investment groups are you know looking for looking for a you know for a piece of the action and uh you know they're they're you know they're shopping around looking where they can put money and it's it's always interesting to have those conversations
1: yeah i'm I'm doing a call um right after this show with a with a VC that's just he's just fishing around trying to learn about the space so yeah. lo- lo- looking to jump in and he he reached out to me and said can can we talk for a few minutes about the space and um
0: maybe you know, it's the same guy so <laughs> could
1: could be could be I'm sure that there's not like a a ton of these these VCs out there looking to to get involved here, but, uh, um, yeah,
0: some of them aren't VC. Some of them are actually like, uh, um, they're like, they're like the post round. They, they wait till you get mature till you're actually making money. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and they come in and then they want, you know, a piece of the action. Um, the
1: sharks is what you mean, right? Well, yeah.
0: not necessarily sharks, but you know, they, they see, uh, they see an opportunity for a return. And if you, you've already passed the danger stage of, um, startup it, of yes. a startup then you know that that's the round that they get in so um, they always have it's a, s-
1: it's a little less risky i guess yeah. to some degree
0: yeah. I, I always ask the guys i say okay and first of all <laughs> where do we have to be at for your minimum investment because some companies are like they want you know they, they want to talk to you but they need you to be at like 50 million dollars a year gross <laughs> you know that's where they jump in they don't yeah. or or 20 or 10 or five And I always Mm -hmm. tell them, well, where, where you got to be? And then they tell me the number that's beyond where we're at. I'll be like, well, we can talk, but I'm not quite there yet. So, um, it's always good Mm -hmm. to have those connections too, because you know, sometimes they call you back and say, Hey, I got something you might be interested in. So, um, it, it, it's, it's a two way street. So it's always fun to talk to those folks.
1: Yeah. And those kind of conversations have come and gone too. just like, you know, I mean, I, I go back a long ways in this space. Um, I mean, I remember back in 2005, 2007, um, there were, there were a lot of big VCs all of a sudden waking up to the podcasting space, even as far back as then. I mean, I was um, with a startup company back in 2005, um, that had, 20 million in VC and they were working with a, a a lot of the big VC capital companies and they were involved in podcasting.
0: And Rob, where are they today?
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> back in those days, we that group tried to buy Lipson. So, uh, there's been, there's been multiple, <laughs> um, companies that I've been with that have, uh, ha- had that desire over the years. And and so, they, 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 they blew their wad and they're gone. <laughs> yeah, and it was probably good that they didn't uh, pick up Lipson. And, yeah. So, it, so it, it's interesting, you know, th- thinking back on this space on how how things have changed and how a lot of things really haven't changed that much.
0: Yeah. Someone's going to have to come to me with a hell of an offer. I mean, they're going to have to make my they're going to have to make my brain explode. You know, because most of them, I don't trust them. You know.
1: You don't, well Todd, I don't think that you would accept anything that wouldn't make your head explode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's uh you know, there's uh in any business that you own, you don't you know, sure it, it, if someone comes to you with a let's you know, let's be frank, someone comes to you with a big enough check, you know, you're gonna do a deal. Uh that's you know, that's just the way it is in business. But uh at the same yeah. time, if someone comes in and just wants a percentage, well, those percentages are going to have to have, you know, you know, incredible controls. They can't yeah. just come in and and uh, and change your model because you'll go the way of the dinosaur. Yeah. So you know, we talked to
1: be silent investors. Those are the perfect investors.
0: Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, those don't; those hardly exist.
1: I know exactly. You know, yeah.
0: but I think if you can come up with a predetermined plan of Okay, this is what you're putting your money in for. This is what we're going to use it for, and and then then set risk levels, and you know you you determine where your, you know um, you know where your uh where your you know challenging spots are. Then uh, that's fine, you know. But uh, uh, when they come in and say, okay, we you know you have been selling uh postcards up to this point. Now we want you to sell uh, fly swatters. Um, you know, that, that's where the problem usually comes in. <clears throat> yeah. But one thing I have, w- we did notice, um, this week and I actually Facebooked about it or even tweeted about it was that there was, uh, we're, we're actually seeing a huge now and we've been, you know, and, and I know they've been trickling in, but our international business is, um, is growing dramatically. Um, probably you know if you look at percentages it's it's a chunk and Mm -hmm. uh mike was on the phone i believe on wednesday or something i think he talked to france england ireland australia twice spain it was five Mm -hmm. or six countries and uh you know and it's it's funny too because they got to work the time schedule to get on the schedule you know they're waking up early in the morning especially in australia or they're staying mm-hmm. late at the office or whatever but yep. uh i think the international podcasting stuff is um is on the move and you know and here's the thing I, i'm just using that as a you know a <clears throat> place marker but uh you know you spend get maybe one we get one support ticket a week from someone from from France or something like that. So, yeah, it's up. Of course, you guys have been inter- a little more international from the beginning, right?
1: Yeah, I think we uh, Spreaker has about forty percent of their business is outside of the U.S. So, um, so it's it's a big it's a big chunk for us. I mean, of course, we're mostly based outside of the U.S. So, um, there's two of us now that are in the U.S. covering each coast, right? So, um, but yeah, the I agree with you, the international markets. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the podcasts kind of, um, guests ho- guesting that I've been doing, have, mm-hmm. have been with podcasts, um, in the UK and Australia and all these places lately that have a, have a, you know, growth. now granted podcasting in those English speaking countries has always been relatively strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that. You know, I agree with you. I think as you look at globally, I mean, even in South America, um, it, it seems to be exploding in South America, doing well down there. Canada seems to be doing well with podcasts, um, Spain, Germany, um, the, you know, the UK is, is, is strong, definitely. Um, so I think that the rest of the world is, is, you know, they're like two or three years behind the U S but. Yep. But that fortunately each year that goes by they get a little um little bigger and more significant in this area so it just it's I mean in a couple of years you know there's going to be a lot of activity going on in, in outside of the US and that probably that share of market uh for Spreaker is probably going to be more 50-50 here I would think in the next year or so so
0: well it's fun to watch it and uh yeah, I think the non-English. I'm more excited about the non-English speaking countries than than anything yeah. else. Yeah, you know, like That's you said, right. they've been you know they've been podcasting in Australia from the beginning. You know, some of the early shows were actually started down there. So,
1: yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some of them kind of you know, pod faded and went away. There was a big network that was down based out of oh, yeah. out of Australia That's that true. that that faded um, during the, the perceived low spot in the, in the podcast is back in, I think 2009. Yeah. They, 10 had, range. they had an
0: interesting model too. So, you know, they, they, yeah. they were destined to have challenges. Anytime you, 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 you can't, uh, you know, you can't monetize It's, it's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. we had, a uh, mm-hmm. had a new client call us and they've been talking to us for a while and they've, they've got about uh, 80 shows and um that's a lot of shows yeah and it's like 40 of them are active and 40 are not and so but they want to put the other 40 up for archive and you know we've been talking to them and um you know their commercial network so you know we send over the mm-hmm. you know the pricing and everything and and they they are, they're they're in a panic they they don't know how they're going to you know, they've been kind of fudging how they, well, not fudging, but they've just been, they've been on a platform that they've way outgrew. And, um, and now they, you know, they need some professional help. And, uh, you know, it's not something that is a, uh, I I can't give service away, you know, so I try to be fair. So I'm working with them, trying to get them a deal that, uh, Something they can, they can swallow it. But it's when you know when they come back and you you, know, you send over the normal pricing and and they're, they're like, no, we we can't. You know, you're like, uh, we you know the we just don't have the budget. And I'm thinking, and then, you know, why don't you ask your host or something to chip in? I if if they haven't, I don't know what their model is. You know, so I think people start networks and then. The costs get away from them. You get a popular show, and 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 the traffic goes up, and the bandwidth goes up, and all of a sudden, you know, it's a yeah. two, three thousand dollars a month, and if you don't have revenue coming in, it's hard to sustain that, it's hard to
1: cover it. Yeah, right, right. You can't, you can't, can't cover those kind of bills on no revenue unless you've got venture capital.
0: No. <laughs> No, that's, yeah. that's true. And, and, and this is not that they're, they're not that model. So, you know, you do what you can do for these groups, but, uh, you know, they've got to figure out on how to start, you know, monetizing their shows a little bit. Yeah. And maybe their shows aren't big enough to monetize too. Maybe they have a small network, but you know, that helps them from a cost perspective, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, everything I'm seeing, it's not necessarily the case
1: popularity comes with a price oh
0: that's a fact yeah um hey did you you i i I saw something and i I think you did too i do have to share this oh don't come on i don't want it um i i did
2: i set up two factor authentication on um
0: Oh, I think my son just tried to log in. Um, I set up two-factor authentication on the uh, on my iOS device. It's kind of a pain. It adds a certain level of security, but uh, mm-hmm. if you have more than one device, it it can be painful. So I downloaded this. Those of you that are watching, I I don't want to really say it, but I, I I found a new someone rebranded. There's a new logo out. Have you seen this new?
1: Oh yeah, I saw this that. this
0: new yeah. new logo. It's a, it's so bright in here.
1: Yeah, no, you can kind of see it. It's a speaking of the SoundCloud uh, Death Watch. Is that what the, is that the segment that we're moving into? Here? No, no,
0: no. <laughs> but I, I just oh, wanted to. I thought this was funny. It was a mushroom cloud. So uh, yeah, very very interesting new new logo. It's so bright in here. Let me see if I can go to the other camera. <clears throat> Uh, it's still too bright between the eyes. Uh, you can see it better yeah, now, Todd. Yeah, okay.
1: But anyway. <laughs> How many cameras do you have, Todd? Uh, one, two, three right now. <laughs> so, How many cameras can you have? Eight. <laughs> Get on that, Todd. You know, I used to
0: have, uh, well, I have, I took the one that was down over here because I never used it and it was supposed to And but I really need one that's hanging straight down from above me to do like a product shot, but there's a ceiling fan above me. So that's not going to work. No. Hey, I did want to tell you, I, I'll see if I can actually show this. I I did order the Amazon show or the Alexa show. Oh, she just woke up. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. So, So, Oh okay, uh, Alexa, go home. Okay, so this is the this is the device. Whoops. and I I only set it up last night because I cleaned the office up a little bit and I had room for it. So it's kind of
1: boxy looking. Yeah,
0: it's big, but it's got a video screen, and they needed a little help from Johnny Ivey on their design. Um but it uh it's so well i i tried playing a video podcast on it it wouldn't do that it's not smart enough to play a video podcast and um it does give you the news and the weather and um but it it's it's just a little some stuff and it's a little weird you can watch movie, movies on it i i would never watch a movie on it but you can so mm-hmm. um it's just another Amazon device.
1: Yeah. So how much are they they looking for that? I as think, far that, as was, cost I think goes? that was
0: like two hundred something. Uh, you know, I buy all the devices when they come out, and I have a graveyard of devices here. Uh, let me graveyard. see what it. Yeah. Let me see how much it is. It's two twenty nine, and uh, it's really it's it's not designed to sit here it's designed to really kind of be like maybe in the kitchen where you can get a recipe, but it, it'll, it'll play music and you know, it it's, it's right now it's flashing to me, weather, news, it's giving me hints on what I can do. Um, so it's in, it's, you know, basically it's, uh, uh, ask me right now to tell me about Harry Potter and, you know, it's, it, but it's, continuing screens continuing to update and it's um teaching you how to use it visually so mm-hmm. it, it is kind of curious um i don't know how long it's going to sit here because it's really kind of big and i'd rather have just the the dot here and not take up a lot of room but maybe i'll end up in the kitchen maybe my wife will use it the kids love uh you know maybe a, maybe one of the kids will have it but they they use Alexa a lot. See, every time oh, I do. say every time I say the name now.
1: So I think I saw um, in the news this week that it was announced that Alexa is going to be um, built into refrigerators. Did you hear about this?
0: No. Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. It's oh, it's going to be annoying. It's it's going to have to leave the room. So, oh, I, yeah, I heard it was going to be in um, Kenmore. Sears is trying to revitalize their brand, so they're going to put it in Kenmore. Yeah, and it's, I think it's going to be coming to other. If it hasn't come to other appliances already, I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it's as of the twentieth, it was uh, reported that uh, Sears is adding. Yeah, Sears is adding the, the Alexa assistant to their Kenmore brand. And I think that's going to, let me see a full line of Kenmore smart appliances, air conditioners, refrigerators, and more. It says, this is just the beginning, Todd. Hmm. Um, I, I believe this is going to get integrated into lots of home devices. So when you walk around the house, Alexa will always be within earshot. Hmm. So, you know, if you get a refrigerator or whatever that has this built into it, I'm not sure if it's, if the purpose of this is really, um, kind of home, home automation, or if it's truly each of these are going to have speakers built into it. And I would imagine it probably would have speakers built into, but I don't know. I mean, I would imagine it'd be fully capable. What do you think? I would think so. Okay.
0: You know, it's, it would, it, you know, here's the thing. They're going to, if they're going to bring it out, they're going to bring it out with skills and they're going to build their own skill set. But, you know, here's the thing. It's, it, you, you can run Amazon's artificial intelligence on your phone. You don't need to even run it on a device.
1: Yeah, so. it also says here that uh, GE and Whirlpool have already added support for the Alexa. Oh, okay. In some of their their products. Hmm. Let's see here. The, it links to a list of all of the. And this is what they were saying. I mean, I've I've talked to Jeff, and I know Todd. You have too. That um, the, the Alexa is going to get. Um, built into a lot of devices going forward. Yeah, a lot. And some of them make sense. Some of them don't. Um, oh, uh, Charlie Kindle, director of Alexa Smart Home. Charlie Kindle used to work on Zoom. <laughs> this is a guy, guy uh, working at the Amazon company. He was the director of of Alexa Smart Home. Yeah. So that's kind of what this is about. This is really about um, Alexa being core, and this is what I was alluding to a second ago, is uh, is really home automation here and home control. Um, the digitizing of our homes is what is what's happening here. Yeah, Addie's um, say in the chat room,
0: hey, I would try to avoid using the word beep and triggering people's echoes and beep devices. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I do it all the time. And I've, I, you know, now when I'm doing my show and what he just said is perfect. Cause I tell people on my podcast how to play the latest oh. edition of the show on that beep device. And, um, so I, <laughs> one time I said it exactly. And yeah, I put people in a loop, you know, I re triggered the stupid thing and it, it uh, you know, it doesn't know its owner's name, so or, or voice, so it it it'll respond to anyone, and that's what yeah. that's what has gotten you know some marketing companies in trouble. We've talked about that in the past, but uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're doing it too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it's interesting. This is uh, something that 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 we knew was coming, and I would imagine it's going to get built into cars here as part of. Um, part of their their broad deployment yeah so we could see you know siri and and the google home stuff get get a little bit of a challenge here going going forward with this that's for sure
0: so there was a there was a a chat and it's still ongoing matter of fact it's very heated right now and it's um over on facebook in the podcast or hangout area and ramona rice had made a comment about uh, um um a massage therapist is using Anchor to produce a free podcast. And she was just livid about this massage therapist, apparently, is, um, yeah. according to her, allegedly, not uh, putting out very good information. And she's just like, oh my God, we got these, am- it's amateur hour now because it's so easy for people to create a podcast and there was a the people that weighed in well it's so easy it's, we don't have to think about it we just use our phone and blah 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 and and uh you know if, if they go out of business i don't care i just you know i'm just gonna uh, move and and so of course i had that they gave me an opportunity my you know todd being todd and i i had to chime in and because they were saying it's no big deal if they go down we just restart somewhere and and i said well <laughs> except with that platform you don't control your feed and it was submitted to iTunes by them, so you don't control the listing. So what I'm worried about with all these, um, and it, if, if it starts becoming a trend, is if you start having third parties um, submitting literally hundreds or even thousands of, of uh, shows to iTunes, then what's going to happen is, and, and SoundCloud's got this problem as well, because SoundCloud has got, literally thousands of shows that they submitted with, and it's their linked to, well, they're linked to their email address. So if they go, if they go bye-bye, um, there's no way those podcasters will ever get those listings back. Those, the, their, their listings are dead, I mean, gone. And any work has been put into it. So if you think about Blab, and, you know, Rob, you and I invest a lot of time in Blab. And we mm-hmm. were over there and we were having a good time on it. And they pulled the rug out from underneath this. And for us, it was kind of like, damn, we build up this kind of cool following on Blab. And now, you know, using it to do the live show and it's gone. We came back here to this and, and and you know, re- reverted to Facebook and reverted to YouTube Live. And so, it, it just, once again, I continue to just cringe that as as companies' priorities change and they move on... uh you know, I think a lot of content creators are just going to be screwed and they, they, they don't think through how do we prevent them from getting themselves in this situation? I, I don't know if we can, can we? I
1: don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough question. I'm not sure.
0: So, but anyway, there, you know, and the one guy says, well, I, I don't care. It, it It's going to be pain to get back online, but all wouldn't be lost. And it's just like, well, if you build an audience, it, that, that yeah. audience is gone, especially if that's where they come to find you yeah. so i I'm just it just it, it more and more and more I continue to see these you know I see stuff that just goes against the grain of my um, but the I think some of these companies could alleviate discussions like this just by asking around a little bit you know if anchor would have reached out to you or I and said, yeah. "What do you think we should do here?" And we'd always like yeah. well let you know, let the podcasters submit their feeds and make you know give them two or three pieces of advice. There would be, and yeah, I think we'd be. I think I'd be willing to do that. I'm not, I haven't ever said no to some company
1: and giving them a some feedback. So, no, I, I mean, we've actually done that quite a few times with many companies actually that are new to the space that you know haven't been around that long that want to get enthusiastic and want to jump in and do something new or what they think is new. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the times what they think is new is, is something that's been tried two or three times and has failed two or three times. (laughs) Um, I can think of a couple of examples. Right. (laughs) So, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough to come up with something new that hasn't been tried before.
0: You know, and, and and you see the, some of the same mistakes being done too. And, you know, maybe it's, maybe it is that maybe they are in the right place at the right time. Maybe they're going to be very successful. Um, you know, we put some stuff up that wasn't successful that i thought about. Hmm. Should I dust the cobwebs off that? Is it mm-hmm. time? Because we were ahead. We were too far ahead. People couldn't conceptualize what we were trying to do, but, now it's maybe it's time so
1: yeah i think one one big one that has come and gone and come and gone and come and gone is um audio search (laughs) Um, yeah yeah it's it's one of those things that it it seems like every every couple years there's somebody that gets the wild hair that there's that's going to solve all the podcast discovery issues is audio search well that that hill's been run at like two or three times. I've actually known the CEOs of all these companies over the years, and they all ran up against the same problems. Um, cost of doing it, and nobody has an interest in doing it. Right. So um, that's, that's going to doom you right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, Dave's in the chat room. Mike's in the chat room. Addie's in the chat room. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Dave says there's an, there's an app on iOS called Reverb. That allows you to contact beep from your phone, add things to list, check weather, etc. So again, another some apps are now starting to integrate into the Amazon device. So, uh, also, this is going backwards. I should have been reading these. Mike Dell, VW, is putting Amazon in its cars. Um Mike says listening to podcasts on the refrigerator would be a bit weird but it would be cool.
1: Well, you're standing in the kitchen. I mean, a lot of a lot of people spend a lot of time in their kitchens yeah. actually. Yeah. Um they have they have people come over, family spends a lot of time in the kitchens.
0: Yeah. So, sorry I got us off track there, but yeah, so going back to our, what we were talking about the you know, it is true. It's, uh, people have tried a lot of different, you know, I saw something on a Slack channel and, you know, every time I, I'm just, I have to, it's almost like crack. I see a comment and it's like, <gasps> I got to respond, right? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a habit. You just can't, you know, you, you know, I, I'm sorry if I'm making fun. It's not, that's a serious addiction. Um, so I'm not, I'm not just because then someone's going to get pissed at me, but it, it's when you have to like, push yourself away from the keyboard. Um, because you want to respond to something because you know what you're going to say is going to go one ear and out the other. And the only way someone's going to figure something out is to have to do it themselves and make the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can just tell by the passion in the post that this is the, this is what it's going to be. And, and, uh, and, you know, they've signed up for some mastermind or whatever, and they've gotten horrible advice, and, ah, uh, it, um, it, it, it drives me, uh, to the brink of insanity sometimes. And then I saw one thing I did see, and then someone came to my rescue. Someone was talking about a new translation service, and, uh, that will do trans, or not translation, transcription service. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've got my, history on transcription and how it's effective and not effective and, you know, how you can do transcripts right and doing them wrong can actually hurt you with Google. And it, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I just see this and I'm like, you know, it's gotta be like the 30th transcript company, right? Is there, is it seem like there's a new transcript company every, like every two weeks? Um, yeah. they're offering yeah. transcript services.
1: Are yeah. Pretty- I mean, it's, I don't really see that many people using transcript com- um, services for their podcast because it's expensive.
0: And some that do and have looked at their pages, oh, it just looks like one continuous run-on sentence. And that's the way That's the way Google looks at it too. Um, yeah. You know, it has to be contextual. It can't be a full tra- – it can't be – they cannot transcript exactly how we talk. It has to be formatted. You mm-hmm. know, you have to make it like, you know, there is a difference between written word and spoken word. When it Yeah, comes-
1: you can't, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a run-on sentence um, <laughs> when you speak, uh, <laughs> but there is a problem if it's in the written word. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I do it all the time. When I write, it's just what, you know, it's
1: just, Wah! so... It's- <laughs> There's no paragraph breaks. I want to say. Yeah, that's why I'm not allowed paragraph to, break. Now I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah. That's why
0: I'm forced to have uh, copy editors look at my blog posts before they go up. I am not allowed to just hit publish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Todd, you have to have somebody look over your shoulder.
0: Yes, I do. You know, it's a weakness, so I know it. You know, it, you know. Here's yeah. here's you know here's really the problem. If I take the extra ten minutes but I don't have the extra 10 minutes. So let someone else have the extra 10 minutes to go in and fix it. Um, I can write, but just when you're in a hurry, I I had 560-some emails on Wednesday alone. You know, that is just, that's insane. It's, uh, It's insane. Now, there was a mixture of junk in there too, but... And I said to myself, how many emails have come today? I looked in the trash. 560 emails in one day. There is something really, really wrong. <laughs> what, is, what is your email account on a daily basis, Rob?
1: Oh, it's probably it's probably 50, 60, something like that. That you have to
0: respond to.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... But I've got like uh, I've got like ten email addresses, so I, yeah, I, I get a <laughs> dribble in of stuff from all sorts of email ad- email addresses. Yeah, I yeah. have
0: I have four Gmail tabs always loaded that they default load when they open up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I think I have more email, um, you know, kind of tiles on my phone than I do apps. Right. <laughs> so it's it's you know it's a little old school I know a lot of a lot of younger folks don't don't use email quite as much you know I know my kids don't use email much well I um, they
0: just text is that that's what they do or?
1: text and they you know um, you know these messaging apps everybody's talking using yeah. messaging apps these days um, even even Skype is starting to look more like uh, um you know a messaging app these days.
0: Yeah, I rarely uh, use Skype. I will use it for this and I use it for interviews, but that's it. I don't use it otherwise.
1: Yeah, the the new new version of Skype, so you know, Microsoft's got this bifurcation thing going on right now with Skype as mm-hmm. many of I'm sure listeners to this know, where you have a kind of the old school desktop version and then you have kind of their their new design right. kind of looks like a Snapchat app. Yeah, um, it was a a recent update that they made to to Skype, and it's a lot of the older uh, Skype users are a little you know turned off by that because it's not what they're used to. Yep. Uh, it's got more emoticons and things like that built into it, and and t- different kind of. Funny things, but they're they're adapting the platform to make it more appealing to you know the younger generation coming up. Um, I guess it makes some sense yep but but you know when is this desktop version going to go away is the question that I have I would think it would eventually
0: I think the um yeah it's yeah it's it's interesting i I don't know i business is still done via email you know so yeah it it, is it it, and even you know people don't even call you know they very rarely well mike's phone rings because it's support but you know my phone very very rarely rings whereas media buyers before would call you now they they email you and
1: yeah i get i get reached out to on twitter messaging and i I get reached out to on linkedin yeah people are using all all sorts of um, alternative email type platforms the problem with a lot of them is that they're not very robust and Mm -hmm. not very well architected They, they don't have a lot of the functions and features that that you know you and i really appreciate with email yeah um but and the it, whole spam issue with email has kind of, you know, not as big of an issue these yeah, days with an, the spam filters. It's No longer an issue. Yeah,
0: you know, one thing yeah. I do, you know, we we use Slack, and man, that's oh, Slack. Oh, you know, from for in, you know, it's not email interdepartment. You know, there might be one or two, but it's uh, it's all about the chat room now. You know, so it, yeah. be, being in the in the Slack chat room all day is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I use Slack. I mean, Speaker uses Slack as well for their company communications. So I spend a lot of time in Slack.
0: Yeah, someone was telling me that they're in a Slack, a Slack channel that their company has that literally has five or six hundred channels. But they also have like two thousand employees, and I thought, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, can you imagine having to sort through that mess? And he says, there's stuff that. You know, there's channels i don't even know about and i'm like i would imagine so yeah. um, you'd almost have to have an internal policy on on slack channel naming procedures you know
1: well i think slack is tr- turning into the outlook replacement for many
0: <laughs> oh it's, it it is Ab- yeah. absolutely
1: yeah. Um, but that's not that's not email so no. that's that's a that's a two way chat platform so
0: and you you know if you're paying for the service at least you can search for stuff every once in a while i'm like where did that go and and then i you know it's between a content management system where we're dealing with you know like salesforce type stuff and then you know slack and then email and then twitter and it's like so many channels of of where you have to keep an eye on these days it is crazy and that's some of the stuff i'm going to talk about at podcast movement during my. Uh, my session on, you know, basically, I'm, I'm talking about social media and getting exposure, and and some lessons learned here is that we are we are now so multi-channel faceted. If you know, if you are, you know, a lot of podcasters right now are scope locked. It's, and some of these younger folks, like you said, are scope locked on uh, certain services, and they they really need to understand that their audiences is, is multifaceted. So it's going to be a, I'm going to have fun with that discussion in itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I saw an article posted in one of the Facebook groups talking about, you know, at, at posing the question, do I need a mixer for my podcast?
0: You know, that's and that's a loaded question because it all depends on your mic. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. just so many you know, that's it that's you know, yeah. I I think we just need a FAQ on some of these uh Facebook groups to say, okay, here's the FAQ for <laughs> or do you need a mixer or not?:
1: Well, I think just in a general sense, I don't think you need a mixer. I think uh, you may want one because you want to use a high-end microphone and you want to have a you know outstanding sound. I think a mixer is one of those things that you should probably have if you want to have the best sound that you can you can do, but not everybody needs to have the best sound um you can have pretty darn good sounding stuff just with a usb mic these days so um the the mic i wish
0: people would quit using <clears throat> is the yeti you know my god that did did blue mic make some money off that one holy cow you know it's yeah um yeah you know, i see a lot of podcasters going to that for their first mic and uh, you know i recommend an atr above a, a yeti you know so yeah.
1: No, I do too. I, I do too. I think it's the most versatile. Um, you know, you decide at some point that you get a, a mixer that ATR21 will will work with a you know a standard mixer as well as plug it directly into a USB port. So it's the it's it's a good transitionary mic too. If you you know you know because if if you go out and buy a mixer, you're going to have to get an XLR. Um, Mike typically, and those are usually a little more expensive.
0: There is a new mastermind that had a big press release, and they were, uh, they had a picture of a Yeti on their uh, desk and they were talking into the end of it. So, um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a bad sign, Todd.
0: Well, you, it, it's, and remember, this is a podcast mastermind. That's right. And they, you know, they have all the, the best advice. And they have a Yeti on a desk and they're talking into the top of it. Um, huh?
2: hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I wonder how many episodes they've done.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, and I did that with a mic once I bought a new mic, got it in the early days of podcasting. All oh, this thing is beautiful. I set it all up. I'm talking, you know, I'm like, it kept, you know, and it, and it notices I was moving my face around the, I'm like, so i held it up to the light and and was trying to see and like there's the the actual element is in you know so i as an early podcaster as a new podcaster i was using a mic wrong i didn't know that the it was supposed to be standing up and pointing at me like like this one is you know yeah because it
1: it, yeah i mean it looks like you're talking to the top of it
0: it looks like you do but not that one, and I held it up to the light, and I could see that. Oh, you know, and it, and, I, and then you're like, "You're so stupid," you know, and you, you, you know, you, you're, you're, you're cussing yourself out, and you're like, well, this is why this mount is supposed to mount this way," you know, and then you, you know, oh my god, because I'm thinking during mounting, I'm like, "Why do they have this? Like, this, this don't make no sense." Is because I didn't read the instructions, so. Yeah.
1: Well, Todd, your microphone there is pretty obvious. You talk into the side of it. Um, right. But the question is, do you, can you talk into the other side of the microphone?
0: Uh, well, no. You're not supposed to. But what happens is, is sometimes, and I've got it pretty much pointed straight up and down, I get too close to it, and then the voice pushes through and, and bounces off my monitor and comes in the back, and I get a little reverb so mm-hmm. i have to continue yeah. to push myself back away from this thing
1: yeah that's what's good about this this microphone is it's got this is one of the strongest rear rejection right what they call rear rejection microphones uh, because yeah i mean a lot of us when they do when we do podcasts i've got a 27-inch monitor right in front of me right now yeah um and i'm talking right at it and my voice is going to bounce off of that screen and come back
2: yeah
1: um and, and unless you have a microphone that has really strong rear rejection, that can create a little micro echo in your yeah. audio.
0: And can, and it's you know and I can usually solve it if I put the mic down a little bit when I'm doing my normal show and not. It's I guess I usually have it down a little bit and then the, it pointed a
1: little. You can little see bit. your face a little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that that's a problem with these big microphones. I mean, I've got you know this the Shure microphone. It's got this big foam pad on it. But if I pop the the foam off, you, you, you can kind of <laughs> see, I don't know if you you can't see it because it's dark, but, but
0: you can definitely tell the difference on your voice right now as soon as you pull, oh, let me switch it over.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so and you it, can see see on this the actual diaphragm is like that circle right on the inside yeah, here. yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And it's it's facing outwards, so you can actually um, know that you, that that's how you have to talk into it. Yeah. So, so do I sound a lot different here than if than what once I put this pad
0: or this foam on? Yeah, it's much better with the windscreen on.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it, it's also a little bit of a pop filter too. It keeps me from doing those
2: pop, pop, yeah. pop.
0: This is what this is supposed to do, but. If you are a professional podcaster, Rob, you will not be making those popping sounds. <laughs>
1: that's right. Well, that's why I have the the microphone off to the side too, cuz my pops are going to go, it's going to not go into the microphone. Yeah. But I, then if I have my my microphone on like his, you won't be able to see me. I'll I'll look like a bozo the clown here. Right. Well,
0: that's what they want you to you're not supposed to be it's on to be. you you're not supposed to use that mic in on uh on a broadcast, you're only supposed to use that for radio. So they want that thing set in front of your, directly in front oh, that's of your right. mouth.
1: <clears throat> that's right. You shouldn't actually use this for any video, right? Yeah. That's what you're saying.
0: Yeah, we're yeah. all using the wrong mic for that. We all should be on labs or something like the, you know, like the guys at ESPN. But I never get the same quality. You never get the same, the same sound out of a, out of a lab.
1: Yeah, it's, I went out and got one just for this show. Uh, I got an Audio Technica. It's a. It's like an AT, 899. I don't know if you played around with these, Todd. I, I'm. I'm sure I got one.
0: Oh, one I think these I. Things. I think I have the same box, but mine's a little older
1: that I've never used. So I got one of these things, um, but I. I used it and I found it to be really um, wow. spotty doing this show. I. I would mount. I don't know if you remember, Todd, but I tried to use it for a while on the show, and, and I would clip it to my lapel here, and I wouldn't have to have this big boom thing in front of me, but the audio was never that, that great with it.
0: Have you ever um, had a plastic box go gooey on you before? You know what I mean? The texture on the outside gets weird, maybe exposed to too much heat or something.
1: No, I haven't actually. That I mean it does, that, doesn't jump out of me. That box
0: has got this. I'm gonna to have to throw in the trash. I, oh, take, these
1: these boxes that that they put the these
0: yeah, microphones in. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: it yeah. Yeah, it's got like a it's got like a foam around it.
0: Well, mine isn't that nice. Mine's got I think this hard plastic, and it must be I had it somewhere stored in the heat. Yeah, I can hardly like touch it. It's like that's why I threw it in the back there. It's gross. So I'm gonna have to find it. That's going in the trash. I'll find a new box for the for the microphone. But it's just I don't know what causes that. I guess cheap materials. I haven't mm. had it happen in a while, but I'm I'm still rubbing my hand. It feels like I've.
1: Ugh. So I might try this again. You know, like maybe next week or something like that with the show and see if and see what the what the audio is. But you know, being being down here on my. My neck—it's—it's it's a little far away. I mean, so I'm not sure that it has the best sound. It's much better when I'm up on on the mic a little bit.
0: So let's talk just a little bit about um, some of the stuff that's in the news. I think we covered these job postings already last week. Yeah, that's already covered. The both pod to pod dot podcasternews.com a little bit slow. So and just maybe it is because of the summer the. The news cycle is down a little bit. I don't know if the Pod to Pod guys have been on vacation. There's been plenty of stuff that they've been posting in the Slack channel. So let me go back to that. And um, there was a couple of things in here I saw that might be worth talking about a little bit. The city of Las Vegas put out a press release about their 10th episode of the show that they've done. And they're up to 2,000 listeners. They're very proud of that. So that's pretty cool. City Municipality uh doing a podcast very very smart mm-hmm. um, maybe that uh mayor in Minneapolis should have done her press release last night with a uh, uh podcast yeah yeah she got she got shouted down it was lost control of her audience so what else here oh there's a cool one out that is um what a podcast! Yeah, it's a, a, it's a, and, a, and I'm not a sports guy at all. But there's a, a guy by the name of JJ Reddick. You know who that is? <laughs> uh,
1: kind of. I
0: think the name I, I guess he's a basketball player. Yeah, <laughs> he plays exactly. for for Philadelphia. And if you're uh, a basketball fan, I I don't watch sports, so I, I have no clue who the hell this guy is. But he he basically is dropping a knowledge on his free agent process in in a new podcast. And uh, it's over at Comcast Net Philadelphia, CSNPhilly.com. So for you sports fans, or for someone that is uh, looking at a career in sports, you know some of these types of things. You all, you know, I you hear about a free agent. I might actually listen to that episode to l- just learn about the free agent process because you hear about free agents in sports all the time. But okay, what what is that? I know that they make more money. They're not necessarily affected by some cap or whatever they've got in place but it'd be kind of cool to check just learn about these are the types of podcasts i get interested in so i can learn something um mm-hmm. what else and mostly just about show announcements um and some more talk about tv adaptions and i only think serial's been the only there might be one or two others that has been uh um, adapted.
1: So, Todd, is there any um, rumors that you're hearing about when they, uh, the, the the iOS 11 uh, is going to get pushed, and all of these uh, tags are going to need to be supported? I I know the rumor is like fall, right?
0: Yeah, um, probably right around the time the new phones are released, I would think. Um, okay. Yeah, it, Apple will. You know, Apple has a pretty set. Cycle, you'll know when you're getting close, they'll start doing more releases. Um, I think just like anything else, they probably, until, you know, it's just like a fine wine. It's not ready till it's ready. So, uh, we, we will see. I, I, you know, I know a lot of people are excited about it and, uh, you can download the beta of iOS 11 if you really want to see what it's going to look like. Um, some have some are testing their new you know their, their updated feeds with it as well but uh, i i just it takes too much energy i'm not i'm not going to download the beta on my phone mm-hmm. yeah
2: did
0: you hear about this um this uh report that came out of texas a&m download on podcast report offers measurement overview with help from nielsen
1: no, I haven't seen. Is this something new that came out this last week?
0: Yeah, and uh, so you, you know, when I hear uh, Texas A&M doing a um, a podcast report. It, it was on All Access, but there was I couldn't find a link. Oh, wait a minute, here it is. Download. Uh, it's actually a website. Uh, download on podcasting.com,
2: and let's see
0: here. A brief history of pot. Oh, am I going to get angry here? Oh, you have to write your email address. Oh, you get on their list.
1: Oh, was it like a pop-up or something?
0: Yeah, uh, they've done a number of these. Um, let's see if I can bring it up well, I've got the link copied into the yeah, the other browser where I can so it hey, let me uh, switch up here so basically um, it, it basically talks a little bit about the here uh, <laughs> history uh, with a momentum of podcaster quickly graduating from niche marketing to growth revenue streams for a Podcast one, Libsyn, Panoply, midroll, along with established media companies from NPR. We're, did you forget about us? Forget about Spreaker. Um. <laughs> um, there's a, you know, Nielsen's trying to push their foot in here. They're trying. Uh, I don't know how much success they're actually going to have. Um, is there anything in here that this is just looks like a, a write up? I don't think there's any yeah this is just kind of a an information piece per se so where did
1: you find that 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 document because I can't find it on their website or anything like that yeah
0: let me uh, let me send you the link here
2: uh, boom. Oh, come on how come
0: we didn't all right, I just sent it
1: to you. Yeah, uh, where in Slack? Oh, in Slack. Okay.
0: That's so it's it's really not. It just links to a lot of articles and interviews, a lot of people, and so I guess I'm going to have to go through and and give this a closer look. But this is not the first thing that they've done. They have done um, some stuff with. Uh, they've got a brief history. When did that come out? Um, this document, the brief history one came out in November of two thousand and sixteen and yeah, I think i 've seen these before
1: um yeah i think i think I think we 've seen stuff out of these guys yeah yeah so it 's a um
0: it 's by d m r interactive is who 's posting it but it it read like it was done by texas a and m so
1: that 's what it looks like.
0: So I I don't fully understand how they are. Oh, it must be they're partnering with DMR Interactive. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. So So let's see if we can find out about DMR Interactive. Who are they?
1: Google search here. Okay, it says here, audience... The download on podcasting presents audience measurement with Nielsen. Listen up! A brief history of podcast monetization. A race to a hundred billion. Best practices for starting a podcast. Podcasting four one one. Four things you need to know about podcasts.
0: Yeah, formats
1: and clocks.
0: Yeah, they've got a variety of articles here, but they. Um, over on their website at dmrinteractive.com, they work with CBS Radio, iHeart, Bonneville International, Hubbard, hmm, Cox Media, Cumulus. Mm-hmm. So you can see why they name the companies that they named. Uh, if these are actually all business partners, uh, uh, Midwest Family Broadcasting, actually I'm pretty sure they're a commercial customer with us. Um, so yeah, so I guess they sponsored this uh, this particular study.
1: So in an article that was written in Rain News on this, it says here a Tony uh VP of Audience Insights for Nielsen, who draws an interesting parallel of podcasting and seemingly unrelated industries. Um, he draws a parallel with podcasting with craft beer
2: mm-hmm. and
1: automobiles. Um, by looking outside of audio, it brings to light industries where the long tail is the norm, and economies of scales have little to do with winning or losing. It's interesting. Okay, so...
0: So, what was the parallel he was making there? I kind of missed that.
1: <clears throat> well, I guess uh, he was looking at, uh, he noted that th- there are well over 5,000 craft brewers in the U.S. Right. It's it's the niche, uh, it's niche, small. I see, know, I see. Small, the independent operators or the independent folks out there um, says there's, I'm not sure about the car association because he says there's 1,700 car models, mm-hmm. um, but those are all being done by huge companies, so I'm not sure what the parallel is there. Um, I guess if you want to look at it like the big networks or whatever, um, pumping out all sorts of podcasts, I guess you could draw some parallel there. I have to. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, that's
0: fine. In, in the article, it says, in addition, as David Oxenford writes, is his broadcast law blog, licensing and royalties for podcasts, AM, FM, Radio, materially different, you think? Broadcasting involves a public performance by transmitting a copyrighted work to multiple people outside your limited friends and family. Meanwhile, podcasts involve a private audience, which, as a result, requires a specific grant of rights from the copyright holder, of the sound recordings and the musical composition for each piece of music that is being podcast are really like a download. No, it is a download, which also involves a right to reproduction and distribution. It's or it's not really like David. It is a download.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and oh yeah, and here's another one that's going to get you all riled up. It says the field of podcast measurements. Has been obscure and difficult for years. Yeah, for those that don't have it, as is, uh, and I guess their Nielsen software development kit is going to come uh, uh, to the rescue of here. Of course, so
0: of course, it's going to come, and you'll pay to participate and pay to get the results.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's the savior. Yes, but, but where is that SDK?
0: Yeah, Nielsen, you can uh, write me a check. <laughs> you're not getting my data for free and that so, without uh, permission of the podcasters either.
1: Okay. It says in here specific apps, which have adopted Nielsen's SDK <laughs> are undisclosed here. The, the, the most used app for podcast downloading and listening is Apple Podcasts. Apple recently made the blog blockbuster announcement that it would begin providing listening analytics. Okay, we, we know that this yeah, fall.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, um, But it doesn't say Nielsen's going to have any access to any of that. Because um, that that data is going to be provided directly to the, the, the content creator. Yeah, yeah it's not going to be provided no. publicly in an aggregate number no. to any particular company. Nope. Uh, so Nielsen, at this point, unless they can negotiate a deal with Apple to get access to that level of detail, which I highly doubt they're going to be successful at. Because podcasters will be pissed if they do that. Yeah.
0: Um, of course, podcasters have changed. Maybe they want their
1: data to be shared with Nielsen. I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably some do. Yeah. yeah. Especially the the big podcasting networks. They probably want to have that data available over there, maybe. Right. Um,
2: I I I mean, if,
1: uh, if disclosing that data will help them reach bigger, bigger ad budgets with these, um, these brand, brand advertisers.
0: You know, I, I had a little bit of a discussion on Google plus, um, and it was basically someone listens to the show, um, in, in, you know, and, and I appreciate people's passion, but I, I, I don't think, and we've already talked about this, but I, I want to be clear, just so that people know where I'm at on this thing. While I think that the Google Podcast data is gonna, I mean, the Apple Podcast data is gonna be, is gonna be good, I don't think it's gonna be the holy grail that brings in multi billions of dollars into no. the podcasting no. space, and it. And folks are gonna have some surprises with this data too so uh, it's gonna be a fascinating conversation once man Rob we're gonna have some good shows once that date is released because I'm gonna be able to do some parallel checking I'm gonna go right in and look at my stuff I'm gonna look at ESPN I mean not yet not ESPN I'm gonna look at um, Apple stuff and I'm gonna do some comparisons you know mm-hmm it's it's gonna be a lot of fun be able to see that
1: you know, it's it's going to be good for some people and not so good for others and and it's only going to be <clears throat> it's not a com it's still not a complete data set that's yeah. that, that's what i keep saying it's it's just it's just another glimpse that gives you a little bit more clarity of what's happening
0: mike said that uh, what i have with my this box it's got a wax coating on it and the wax coating has de-jellified, and that's what I'm feeling on my uh, on this plastic box that I have. That's interesting that they put a wax coating on the box. Make mm. it shine, I guess, huh? It's try- probably
1: a a little protection somewhat, maybe. Yeah. Or,
0: but, yeah. All right, cool. We are, it's, it's a light week, folks, so uh, we're just kind of rambling, as you can tell, uh, from a news standpoint. So uh, not a lot to dig out today that's um, you know really been available to chit-chat about. Let me back up a little bit here and see if I can find some additional stuff that's, that's came out that maybe I've overlooked. Oh, they, uh, Edison releach, uh, released the uh, <clears throat> podcast consumer report for Australia. They did, uh, they did the same report for Australia as they do for the uh, United States. Oh. Um, I don't know if I If it's... I, I, I'd like to... I guess it would be kind of cool to do a parallel. Let me see here. The mid- findings of the report include the following. Um, 72% of Australians are ter- are familiar with the term podcasting. Just under 30% of Australians have listened to a podcast. 17% have listened to one in the last month. It would be beautiful to, to marry these between... <clears throat> Australia, United States numbers. The audience in podcasts is predominantly 18 to 54 and lean slightly male. Hmm. Uh, The podcast listener is an affluent, educated consumer and one who is more likely to gravitate to ad-free or ad-light subscription experiences. Clicking on a podcast to listen to it immediately, either streamed or via progressive download, is the dominant paradigm for listening though 27 percent do subscribe but but you know tom really hates the subscribe part and it just always pops out in their reports
2: <coughs> yeah
0: it's going to be real interesting to see we'll we'll know when uh, this podcast ios stuff comes out where those uh where those numbers lay mm-hmm uh, subscribers tend to have been podcast consumers for longer than non-subscribers. Um, most podcast consumers listen most of the podcast episodes they don't. So it's a lot of the same stuff that they, uh, you know, some, it looks, sounds like some parallels to the U.S. data.
1: and um, Yeah, I would imagine it would be fairly similar. Yeah. Again, people are people.
0: But Triton Digital, Commercial Radio, Audio, and Southern Cross uh were the ones that uh, sponsored. Now Southern Cross, they do you know what Southern Cross is, Rob?
2: Um,
1: not not one hundred percent sure.
0: They are um, they're a they're a pretty big company. They run fiber. Uh, I think they are the ones that run some of the first fiber lines between Australia and other countries.
2: Oh,
0: and, and I okay. I I believe they have the Southern Cross actually built a line that, uh, I think it comes to Australia, to Hawaii, Hawaii, to the United States. I'll have to look at the map, but they were one of the first ones in the very, very early day. They've been around a long time, long, long, long time. But it's interesting, the ones that are sponsoring these studies are mostly radio-based groups. And then one, you know, backbone yeah. provider.
1: Yeah, it's like this this conference I'm going to in Minneapolis next week, um, the Conclave. It's all it's all a bunch of radio folks that are trying to learn podcasting, which is, you know, now granted that the whole event is not just about podcasting. It's just about the there's just one session that's going on at this this big event talking about it, but it's but it is kind of a you know, every radio event is has some sort of content session about trying to help radio people understand <clears throat> how podcasting is different and how they can they can leverage it to help them. Yeah. 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 Well, we will we will see.
0: Uh, it'd be fun to get your report back from that because a conference I went to recently that had a bunch of radio pop when the podcast session started about 50% of them went out and got a cocktail. <laughs> so we'll see how many you, you, you know. do the head count, go in there 20 minutes before your session. And, uh, if it's a single track event, you'll be able to see, uh, uh, you, you'll get an idea what the, what the impact is.
1: Okay. I, I was at the, the rain com website and there, there is a, um, kind of like an article that was posted up there on the 21st, uh, just yesterday, um, talking about podcasting stuff and a couple of, you know, this is one of those articles that is, it kind of jumps around a bunch of different topics and they wrote kind of like a paragraph about each topic. And a couple of the topics were, um, podcasts at twice the speed spark debate. Um, I guess there's, People playing at double speed and things like that. Um, that's a topic that's, you know, some apps support that, some don't. Um, and then another topic that was raised here is, will Apple ever offer podcast creation tools? Oh,
0: well, They do. Well,
1: they kind of do already. Yeah, exactly. It's called GarageBand. Yeah. Um, but I think what they were thinking is um, e- easier to use, kind of portable recording tools. But a lot of companies are, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot, but there's there's a few companies, Spreaker is one of them, that um, offers those kind of kind of things. But, yeah, it's a little odd that that would be a topic here. Um, SoundCloud shuts down its volunteer archive project. I don't know if you heard oh, about this. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. So what was going on? was that the Internet archive was uh backing up the nine hundred terabytes of media that was on SoundCloud. Yeah. And SoundCloud asked them to cease and desist. They said stop backing up our stop archiving our our platform's content.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh 900 terabytes mm, it's just not a it's not cheap bill you know not not at all yeah <laughs> oh man yeah that uh that that bill alone just moving 900 terabytes of data off their service ouch 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 yeah so there was an article on the Verge uh, yesterday uh, talking about SoundCloud business model and the future of their company, and uh, nearly not a single word in the entire article about, uh, about podcasting not not a beep. So
1: uh, yeah, I think that article is really focused on how broken the whole music model is, you know, with those guys.
0: Well, it's takedown notices and all that. A lot of podcasters have had their content taken down over there. Yeah. So I I haven't read it. It I saw someone's comment on it. Did you go through it?
1: Yeah. I read through it fairly well. But you're right. I mean, they've had a lot of struggles with um, um, content being put up there that people didn't have copyright for. Right. And that, that put a lot of, a lot of pressure on SoundCloud from a label standpoint.
0: They also do a lot of uh, reencoding over there to, to, you know, to lower the quality of the content. So that uh, you know, that happens to podcasters too. The content gets reencoded. So what you put up there is not what gets served.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
0: at, at least on the uh, streaming side. I don't know
1: about the download side. Gets crushed. Compressed.
0: Well, you know, when you have model, that model, it's, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, But uh, every article of uncertainty is not good for them.
1: Yeah, there's certainly a lot of uncertainty around those guys. I mean, as we both have seen over the last couple of weeks, it's just been a deluge of people exiting stage left.
0: You know, I was telling the team, I said, uh, you know, this is nothing, you know, compared to the. The onslaught we will suffer if they if you know if, if if they pull the plug and uh i told all the devs you all will turn into customer support people for a couple of weeks <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were forewarned <laughs> yeah
0: be forewarned you will be all hands on deck you know it uh so yeah and, and a lot of the content creators that are over there are um Well, they, they, they create content. (laughs) They really don't have all, most of them don't have a big background and, you know, they, they, they create a podcast because it was cool. They can do it on SoundCloud and Mm -hmm. uh, they don't operate necessarily out of the ecosphere SoundCloud either. So,
1: so Todd, are you traveling next week going anywhere?
0: I am leaving on the 29th. Uh, I'll be here for the show on Saturday and then uh i definitely will not be here for the august 5th show so we can probably do that when i get back
1: yeah i have a family reunion that day anyway
0: all right so so. that that works out so i'll be here for the 29th and and august 5th and then man it won't be too long and we'll be in uh in in anaheim now i'm gonna what day are you flying in anaheim rob
1: I am getting in there on, the, I believe, the 22nd.
0: Yeah, I, I fly the red-eye out of here on the 21st and get into L.A. at 5 a.m. My team is actually flying in on the 21st, so they're going to check me into my hotel room. So I'll have a room to walk into at 6 in the morning.
1: And uh, Yeah, I actually get in down there at 9 a.m. on the 22nd, so it's I'm I'm pretty much there the whole day yeah. on the 22nd. So
0: I'll take yeah. a combat nap um, when I get to the hotel for a couple of hours, and uh, and then be ready to rock and roll. I do uh, have a first class seat going to L.A., so I've got a sleeper a late a late flat. So if I'm lucky, I might get four hours sleep on the flight. So um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so this is the closest man for me. This is an easy one. This is a, you know, five hour jaunt for me. That's good. Yeah. It's usually like nine, 10, 15, 18 hours going to Florida. I just, it's ridiculous. The, you know, United doesn't, uh, you can get there from here, but you know, it's not without pain. It's like, you oh, know, yeah. you know, nine and a half, ten 10 hours to Chicago, a couple hour layover then down to, to, uh, um, uh, to Tampa. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it, that's almost like me f- flying to Europe here. So
0: Yeah, it's not that far, but you know, it's it's my time yeah, I all yeah. travel time included, it's like 15 hours, you know. So it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. But at some point this summer I want to take a, va- a little vacation. I you know, I've had like working vacations, but I don't know if
1: I'm going to be able to knock it out. Vacations. Those aren't even an, a concept that I'm familiar with.
0: Well, you, you you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta take a break, you know, recharge the yeah. the batteries. Yeah, you know? and that usually involves drinking lots of alcohol for one week. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: really? <laughs> <laughs> and laying
0: out, laying out on, on a beach and just doing what you do at a beach, you know. Um, yeah. It's it's yeah. you know, it's sick. I live I live five miles from some of the most beautiful beaches in the world, and and I don't get to the beach maybe once a month.
1: So. Yeah. Well, once a month is once a month, right? Yeah, yeah. It's more than most people get. <laughs> That's true. That's true.
0: If you live in Michigan, going to the beach is going to the lake or a pond, you know? Yeah. Which, it, which exactly. has its own advantages, too.
1: Yeah, so. totally. All
0: right. Well, we're we're here at the end. We struggled through. And, uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were limping into the finish line here. Yeah, right. I tried
0: to reach yeah. out to some folks too to be on, but everyone's on vacation, you know, and uh yeah. enjoying their summer. <laughs> other people get other people get summer vacations. What's up with that? Um, I know. It just doesn't seem fair. No, it it's not fair. Um, you know, I and mean, then people always bust my balls because they, you live in Hawaii, you're always on vacation. I'm like, well, you have to work like a dog to live here. People that live here don't, you know, unless you're, you move here independently rich. Um, you know, you, you're, you're, you're basically, a a slave to, to make your house payment, and pay your electric bill.
2: Yeah. So, I'll bet.
0: Yeah. That's back in Michigan. I'm telling you, Rob, it's, uh, I, I'm, uh, if I can talk my wife into it. Man, I would leave here tomorrow. You know, she's, she's the one that basically says, Nope, we're not leaving. I would, I would, I would get the, we would be in a month of hiatus because I'd have the hot pot, the, the truck show up with the shipping containers and I would literally throw stuff into the back. of it. <laughs> <door. laughs>
1: so where would you want to move to if you did?
0: You know, um, and i be honest, I wouldn't mind going back home. It's not bad it's that's uh back lot, to michigan yeah i went i went and mined it and it's within striking distance of
1: columbus and uh yeah. my it's sister kind of, has it's yeah. a little more centrally located in the country too yeah so.
0: you know i'm out now, I'm an hour and a half from the airport that's the only you know bad thing but mm-hmm. um my you know my sister's uh got a business and she's got uh you know places where i could uh, basically i could rent a you know a um you know, a business front from her and have a studio and yeah, it would be pretty awesome. But, uh, I don't know. we'll see. I mean, kids get in high school, so I can't go anywhere for a couple of years.
1: Yeah. Stay uh, stable for them for a while. Yeah.
0: But, uh, I I wouldn't mind slugging snow with a snowblower or paying someone to do the snow (laughs) blowing.
1: Todd's had enough of paradise.
0: Ah, you know, it, 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 when you know, you need to go on vacation. If I'm going to take, if, if, you know, if she's not working at the airlines and I put everybody on an airplane, it's, it's 3000 just to leave the house, you know, or 4,000. Yeah. Yeah, So it's, you know, vacations are planned well in advance and budgeted. You know, it's not like I can get in a car and drive to, uh, another state and do a two or three day dealio and, you know, do it on a budget. It just doesn't work that way here.
2: Yeah. So,
1: but I tell you, I'm gonna be really, really crazy busy at podcast movement this year. It's gonna be a, a wild
2: Why is couple that? days down
1: there. Why is just that? all of the panel sessions that I'm I'm moderating and and then plus um, our booth there and you know the the Hall of Fame stuff and yeah. just a lot of stuff going on down there. I'm so, just like
0: So you got your tuxedo
1: ready? No, mm-hmm. I don't have my tuxedo ready. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. We talked about that. I know. I have to just call down there and reserve one, I guess. I'm
0: not going to. You should take one with you. You got to go get fit. You just can't rent oh, a tuxedo. Oh, I can't just. Okay. I, that's as a, you can it,
1: tell, I don't uh, do this very in, often. In, so. in
0: in your your size, you need to go get fit because.
1: I know. That's true. You, you,
0: you that's are true. like, you, you know, she's going to go, I don't know. If I've got one for you. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right good advice Tom. yeah you know and,
0: and, they'll, and they'll rent it for you for five ah. days so, or six days or whatever it is so you're good <laughs> you, have, you have to represent you know Rob dressed up really he didn't wear tux though
1: I know he didn't wear a tux no but, I mean, it, but he wore a bow tie right?
0: yes he did wear a bow tie so I, uh, could,
1: I could get a bow tie if I have to do that uh,
0: you're not the like, bow tie kind of guy i'm not Uh, maybe i'm not really a
1: tux kind of guy either well that's true
0: so you're you know is your wife coming with you for the event i don't think so oh i was gonna say if she does when you're in a tux (laughs) it's absolutely guaranteed you're gonna get lucky
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god if only it was that that uh, easy, right, Todd? Well, I'm when
0: you wear kidding. the tux, it always
1: is. It's just like that's that's a
0: guarantee that night. So,
1: <laughs> okay, all right. Too much information. Yeah, TMI.
0: <laughs> all right, everybody. Now that we've like wide-eyed opened everybody here, so
1: yeah, that's right. Now they're all paying attention. That's
0: right, they are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, they were sleeping before
0: <laughs> if they're still here we'll find out if yeah. they're still here we will know if you were still here comment <laughs> all right everyone thanks for being part of the ohana okay. here being part of the listen to the show and uh we'll see you next saturday and we're going to try to pull some people in it's just been hard over the summer but uh yeah. you can reach me todd at uh, todd at com or at geek news on twitter rob
1: uh, at, on Twitter is great for me to rob at rob greenly, um, and uh, I guess that would be at rob greenly uh, in that case. But uh, rob at rob Greenley dot com is a great place to reach me and and uh, Liveshow dot com. I do do a podcast every every week about podcasting. So,
0: all right, every- thanks for being here. We'll see you next week on the New Media Show. Take care. Bye bye. Okay.